Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Speaking of Biden, he just won the endorsement of the American Auto Workers Union. And now if you watch his campaign commercials, it feels like he's really trying to appeal to blue collar workers. Take a look at this, yeah. This is President Biden. Come on now. We want to thank the Auto Workers Union for endorsing me. And don't let the suit fool you. I'm a working man like you guys. I remember my first job back in Dover, cleaning out the molasses traps at the bubblegum factory. The foreman would pay you with a slice of hot water pie. I said, come on now. I, 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 I need real money so I can get popped corn as a picture show. Stooges, John Wayne. You know, butter hadn't been invented yet, so we had to use powdered milk. Biden 2024. Come on now. Oh, that was good. Wow. <laughs> Some really good stuff in there. Powdered milk. Hot water pie. <laughs> So I saw hot water pie, and I, I said, I need some real money so I can get some popped corn at the movie theater. <laughs> popped yeah, I guess corn. It's, yeah, it's a three stooges, John Wayne. That's <laughs> Michael, hit us with 38, the new one. Oh. Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer. It is fine. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Tell you what, that's my grandpa. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, we yeah. got to love him while we can. Jimmy Fallon should do that old manism for stuff every night. It's always hilarious. <laughs> you slice of hot water pie. <laughs> Whatever the hell that is. Some popped corn. <laughs> wow. That was pretty damn funny. Uh, this is not funny. Excuse me. This is not funny. This is uh, horrifying. Uh, mentioned this last hour, then we uh, ran out of time, but how uh, a cabal of current and former FBI agents... Are, uh, have come forward to the House Intelligence Committee and said the DEI requirements pushed by Chris Ray, the current director, have degraded recruitment standards in all areas. 
including physical fitness, illicit drug use, financial irregularities, mental health, full-time work experience, and integrity, and pose a threat to the FBI's ability to protect America from harm, say the authors. Um, this is just so clearly the result of this sort of thing, and anybody with any sense knows it. And I've got to go back to a discussion we had yesterday, which was spawned by a discussion the previous day, where Jack brought to us the fact that one of the seven deadly sins has essentially been mistranslated uh, and misunderstood. Sloth is actually, uh, sedia, is that the, the term? Yeah. yeah. Um, which is the desire to seek goodness in yourself. You're not lazy about, like, cleaning your kitchen. You're lazy about seeking goodness, specifically. And I look at all these topics, and we'll get back into the FBI thing in a second, but I think the forces of, you know, neo-Marxism who want to tear down Western civilization, who want to take control, and they use racial excuses or, or gender or trans this or whatever, all they're trying to do is terrify you into saying, okay, you're in charge, you're in charge. Um, they've gotten very sophisticated at confusing the argument in the way that Marxists do. They just lie. They come at you and lie and do things and say things for completely different reasons than they're claiming. And they cloud the issue really well these days. Not to be like oversimplification guy, but we've got to have the strength, intellectual, moral, I don't know what it is, to say, all right, you just unleashed a whole lot of long words at me, but this is evil. I know it's evil. This is not good. I can tell it's not. And your mumbo jumbo has confused me a little bit, but it doesn't change the fact that this is not good. We've got to have the confidence to do that because right. they've become so adept at changing the meanings of words and just hitting you with this blizzard of theory and the rest yeah. of it, none of which is related at all to the real world. Blah, blah, blah. You're evil. I think needs to become our new response. Anyway, so back to the FBI. And again, this is current agents as well as former agents, and that takes some serious cojones. The report cites uh, agents who are so fat and unfit, they can't even pass the new relaxed standards for fitness, Illit uh, who are illiterate, uh, who don't want to work uh, weekends, who have mental health issues, who create drama. Um, FBI is no longer recruiting the best and the brightest to be special agents, but selecting candidates based on race, gender, and or sexual orientation. That is a, a quote. The Alliance of Anonymous FBI Reformers includes senior former executives and agents uh, from counterintelligence and counterterrorism branches, specifically, who warned that today's FBI, quote, lacks the fortitude and skills warranted to defeat extremist threats. And if the current trajectory of FBI special agent recruitment and selection continues using DEI as the primary and sole measure, our homeland security efforts will be significantly hampered. Um, an increasing number of low-level candidates described by one source as breadcrumbs because they were rejected by other federal law enforcement agencies are applying to become FBI special agents and being recruited because the DEI office says push them through. And this is coming straight from headquarters. Now some specifics. Um... Uh, there we are, da, 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 scrolling down. Veteran uh, Supervisory Special Agent Sierra 72 disqualified a female applicant because she was more than 50 pounds overweight using the FBI's body fat index and could not pass the physical fitness test. But FBI headquarters said, she's black, we need more black women, push her through the recruitment process. 
even though she would have been immediately excluded for the entire history of the FBI. Other supervisors say a high percentage of candidates failed the mandatory fitness test. Despite the fact that standards have been relaxed, they simply quit in the middle of the one-and-a-half-mile run. One-and-a-half miles is not very far. (laughs) It's not asking a lot. Oh, right. Yeah. If you're a young person, you can't run. And and you knew there was a fitness test. It's not like that's a secret. Train for a month. I can run a mile and a half and I eat Baconators. One veteran agent who works as a recruitment coordinator, codenamed blah, 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 said the drug policy for new agents has been liberalized to include applicants who had a steady lifestyle of using drugs. A candidate who was arrested and fought with police officers was not disqualified. Nor are candidates with driving under the influence convictions or people with documented mental illness. Nor are candidates who lie during the recruitment process. If you're the right color, gender, whatever, yeah, they out and out lied to us, but we need more of their sort. So push them through, they were told. One uh, disqualified a special agent applicant because their only work experience was working two years as a coffee shop barista and having a bachelor's degree in art history, but they uh, were ordered to push that person through for DEI reasons. Uh, Sierra 23, special agent, four years in counterterrorism, observed that most new agents, quote, disappear during the day, go home early, or never want to work for late hours operations. Uh, this uh, leader does not trust most of the agents with his or her life since they have questionable competence, tactical abilities, and work ethic. Uh, one applicant recently rejected by a local police department and one who was a long-term unemployed gamer were pushed through by HB, FBI HQ for non-special agent positions despite objections from the field office, um, not capable of writing reports in a coherent manner, functionally illiterate, uh, and on and on it goes. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no which way to catch Al Capone. Well said. Well said. And they're also uh, required to host diversity applicant recruitment events based on race, gender, and sexual orientation. Straight white males may not attend. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That's the best and brightest. Or it was, anyway. DEI will be the ruination of anywhere it goes. End of screed. Right, and that's that's what I'm guessing former Attorney General Barr means when he says, I'll vote for the Republican candidate even if it's Trump, and we know what he thinks of Trump. Mm-hmm. And he said that because the policies of the left are so damaging to America because he knows that this sort of stuff will accelerate and continue Another four years of Biden wins, and maybe not if a Republican wins, even if it's Trump. So, right. yeah, the ruination of America is a pretty big deal. So, a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. We live in a world where crime has been decriminalized and it's running rampant. Uh, a lot of people are resolving to keep themselves safer than ever with the award winning Simply Safe system. Once again, named the best home security system by U.S. News and World Report. A lot of reasons to love Simply Safe, it is the best. Yeah, so they've got a comprehensive protection for the whole home. You know, advanced sensors that not only detect break-ins, people stealing stuff from you, but fires, floods, other threats to your home, and then getting you the help that you need. With the new 24-7 LiveGuard protection, monitoring agents can actually see, speak to, and confront intruders in your home. Available only from Simply Safe to stop real crime in real time. Man, I want to volunteer for that duty. Wow. Yelling at evildoers. Something this amazing must be expensive. It is not! 
Why do you turn my commercial into a den of lies? It's less than a dollar a day, half the price of traditional home security. Wow, so it's better and less expensive than traditional home security systems. Keep your home and family safer never in the new year. As our listener, you can save 20% on your new system with Fast Protect Plan by visiting simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Customize your system in just minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So they executed that guy last night, and did it go like it was supposed to? They just, he just fell asleep and died? Well, they said he uh, he appeared to be trying to hold his breath for a long time, then thrashed about for a minute or two or something like that. Why would you do um, that? Uh, do what? Try to hold your breath? Yeah. I don't know. He didn't want to die. Hmm. Neither do I. I get it. Anyway, uh, we received a number of really interesting emails on the death penalty, and a couple I thought could feature really briefly here uh one was from a former corrections officer great information guys you misunderstand the economics of the death penalty the cost of death penalty trials and retrials is minimal compared to the benefit of being able to plea bargain most murder trials don't ever happen because of the death penalty the parties uh guilty plead guilty for the lesser punishment of life without parole etc actually saves money that um, is interesting if true if very interesting now that is a person in oregon which is not as mobbed up as California. Um, but we appreciate the insight. Thank you very much. And then, uh, I like this one. I work in aerospace, and we have lost a number of people in the industry to this gas. Normally, they're used in large structures such as tanks, and the gas somehow gets pooled in the structure, not properly vented. Someone walks into it and passes out. Somebody else walks in to help, and they pass out. And we've actually received a similar email in the past from various aerospace professionals who say, the reason this stuff is so dangerous is you're around it, and you just fall asleep. And then you don't have enough oxygen, and you're dead by the time somebody figures it out. The reason it's so dangerous is because it's so gentle, and nobody knows anything's happening. Wow. Meanwhile, the lawyers are saying, oh, well, this is a horrific and cruel way to, to execute people. It's just not. What do you know about it, Katie? Talking to some people, apparently, who witnessed this, it took him 22 minutes to die. Why? Uh, once they turned the gas on, apparently he sat up and he started convulsing and then started shaking the whole thing. And they thought that he they they thought he stopped breathing at nine minutes. Then they thought it was ten minutes, and then they realized that he was still there for twenty two minutes after they turned this on. Yeah. Well, now he was strapped to the gurney, so I don't know how he would have sat up, quote there, unquote. That he well. Uh, Straining at the it might be poor writing, but he he yeah. they're saying he was pulling at his restraints. He he sat up and was convulsing. So I don't know if maybe he I, I'm not sure well, how he, well he beat the system last time. They they injected him like for four hours or something like that. He didn't die. So maybe his plan was, hey, they put the mask on me. I'll start to thrashing about and screaming. Oh my god, it hurts. Right, right, right. Oof. That wouldn't have been hey. pleasant to watch though. Don't commit any murders. Although he's a scumbag. Little advice for you youngsters. Yeah. Yeah, he's a scumbag. Got to keep that in mind the whole time. Uh, more on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A supermarket chain issuing a cookie recall after a young New York City dancer died from a peanut allergy. Orla Baxendale, a professional dancer, went into anaphylactic shock after eating Stu Leonard's vanilla Florentine cookies made by Cookies United. Her family claims peanuts were not listed on the label. Stu Leonard says it was never told the ingredients had changed now to include peanuts. Cookies United claims it notified the store in July. There's a lot of mocking the peanut allergy, uh, and I've done it myself various times over the years. But every once in a while, it kills somebody. A very, very little bit of peanut dust kills somebody, usually a kid. It's pretty horrifying. Ugh. It's so, a heck of a way to live your life, knowing that if you a peanut, brush up against the right, right. The wrong yeah, rights, good Lord. So I, um, we've mentioned that John Stewart's coming back to The Daily Show. It's going to be once a week, and then they're going to be guest hosts the rest of the week. Anywho. Uh, Megan McCain slams John Stewart's Daily Show return. I saw as a headline, and I thought, who cares? But she did say she's horrified at the creature he's morphed into. I don't know if you caught any of his HBO show. Is that was it HBO? Wherever it was, I think it was Apple TV. Yeah, I think you're right. The problem with John Stewart, he was way more out there. You know, the original Daily Show John Stewart that made him a household name, and I watched every night for years. Every night for years. He was always a lefty, but close enough to fair that I could tolerate it most of the time. I think there's a decent chance this time around he ain't going to be anywhere near that. Mm. And that's just not where we are. The country was different then. We were talking a little bit ago about how quickly things have changed. I mean, the country was that much different just 10 years ago. I don't think his 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 old fans would tolerate him. Being punch my side a little, punch the other side harder, punch my side. I don't think they'll tolerate that. I think he's got to be full on. You know, Trump's going to be a dictator and uh, it's a white supremacy country. And it'll be interesting to see if he tries to do his old show. I don't think it'll work. It's my point. Full on hysterical, radical lefty. Yeah, I don't think you can be even somewhat nuanced anymore. We'll see. Maybe. Why are we wasting our time then? 
It's a, Let's start pandering and get rich. Come on. Tell people what they want to hear and nothing but what they want to hear. When are you going to come around? It's a doomed effort. Um, another update in the Kansas City Chiefs found frozen to death in the backyard. The fans. Fans. Yeah, not, yeah. not the Chiefs. Yes. You're, you're going to affect the betting line. Yeah, that's really, really bad news. Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes. Yeah, frozen. Wow. That's not accurate. Not no, accurate. That is not no, what no. happened. Uh, one of the parents of the dead men says he thinks his son saw something he shouldn't have and was murdered. They were all doing drugs, and they all passed out, and some of them were outdoors and died. It's clear from every every fact that's emerged. There was a guy who didn't die who was there who contradicted the homeowner's claim of uh, they were after the game. I fell asleep and they were all here, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it was totally consistent with everybody being wasted. I ordered one of those Stanley Quencher tumblers yesterday because I'm uh, hip and cool and with the in crowd. Would-be influencer Jack Armstrong. According to Amazon search data, the insulated 40-ounce Stanley Quencher tumbler with the side handle and straw is the top searched product on the platform. Number one product on the entire platform. I only bring that up because I think trends like that are just stupid. And they had one in a funky color at the regular price because nobody wants that color. (laughs) All the cool colors are sold out. Mm. But, uh, like, if you're a girl and you want the pink one, good luck. You're going to have to pay many hundreds of dollars on Amazon if you want the, the pink one or the lavender one. They're not available. Anyway. And then my tax dollars are going to support you when you retire with nothing. Great. Then this headline. Doctor warns Stanley Cup fans may want to cut back on water. Too much water could be dangerous for you. Oh, for goodness <laughs> Talk sakes. about a made-up headline to try <laughs> to meet a fad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. I actually learned something about that the other day. I ought to relate it to you. These uh, third-world click farms, really interesting how they operate. Okay. Among other things on the way, stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're going to talk a little bit of Russia, Ukraine, and uh, uh, came to my attention yesterday, taking in some political podcasts, Trump has been pretty wily about where he is on the whole support for Ukraine thing. He is just, like, really not said much about it. Yeah, he's clearly hiding his cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he thinks he's on the wrong side of it, or because he's like, the party is kind of split, and I'm just going to try to have it both ways? Uh, that could be. Uh, I've been interested in his comments lately, and to the extent that he's had said anything specific, he's he's gone back to the old uh, Putin never would have done it under my watch because right. I would uh, because in the second part I find interesting because I told him exactly what we would do if something like that happened. So you know, for all of Trump's tough guy posturing, I don't doubt that. Well, uh, let me put it like this. I absolutely do not buy the narrative that because he said Putin is tough and wily, that means they're they're uh, buddy boys. I don't either. I don't even get that uh, that argument. No, I think it's a dopey argument. Sometimes I Putin, think he's like over complimentary in a way that's weird. But yeah, I, yeah I definitely. But yeah, but I don't get to where p- other people get to. But Putin is tough and wily, and yeah. she is smart and calculating. Those are all true things. As is Kim Jong-un. Saying that, yeah, saying that doesn't make you a fan of authoritarians. I don't, right. And it's funny because the whole uh, Sung Tzu never underestimate your enemy, know your enemy thing, it's it's a truism to the point of being a cliche. Yet when Trump says, yeah, I I know my enemy, he's smart, he's tough, he's wily, we got to be smarter. But he um, ha- he has oh said, look at you you're in bed with a dictator he has said some weary really weird flattering things about these people who are yes. evil 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 people yeah I agree as usual Trump is tough to take and his detractors are full of crap <laughs> as often is the case uh, speaking of foreign lands a uh, couple of things I want to get this on really quickly that uh, you may have heard the headline that the International Court of Justice which sounds like something that was made up for a superhero Meanwhile, movie while at the International Court of Justice Aquaman tells Superman, Exactly, yeah. Well, uh, two takes back-to-back on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, One of my favorite accounts says, Israel won in court today. The ICJ recognized that Israel has an inalienable right to defend itself against the terrorist onslaught Israel faces. It demands the immediate release of all hostages. South Africa's attempt to empty the word genocide of its meaning, meaning failed. Then the next take was from Ian Bremmer. International Court of Justice ruling, a win for Palestinians mostly, stops short of ordering ceasefire in Gaza, but calls on Israel to take measures to prevent genocidal acts. Enforcement capability of ICJ? None. Well, right. That's what I was about to say is the the level of give a damn with these various international bodies is so low with me. Whatever. 
another note from the world of foreign nations. Great Britain is lobbying hard and and talking to Trump and his people behind the scenes saying, do not give up on Ukraine. This S with Putin and Russia is serious, threatens all of Europe. We need you guys. This is not a minor problem. Thought that was interesting. With special relationship. Hmm. Uh, speaking of Ukraine and Russia, Jennifer Griffin on Fox News with a really interesting report uh, on our counterintelligence and intelligence uh, efforts in terms of uh, battling Russia. We'll start with the first clip there, Michael. The CIA is launching a new social media campaign to recruit Russian assets, encouraging Russian patriots to go behind Putin's back and reach out through a secure link. Our leaders sell out the country for palaces and yachts while our soldiers chew rotten potatoes and fire Asian weapons. The fictitious Russian military officer talks about wanting a better life for his son. At the end of the video, a message from Langley. You are not powerless. Contact us safely. Did he say rotten potatoes and Asian weapons or ancient weapons? Asian weapons, I think. Or what did you take from that, Michael? Did you thought it was ancient? Uh, Because both are true. They're getting weapons from North Korea. And frequently, they're very old. Okay. Uh, Rotten potatoes, you say? Yes. Disgusting. So, uh, I would think if I'm a uh, Russian patriot and think, yeah, all that is true, uh, this link is safe, you say? Uh, Mm, How safe? (laughs) Yeah, because I I heard what happens to people in these prisons. Like I fall out of a window safe? Yeah, yeah. We roll on. What I find so delicious about this is that vladimir putin has been using cyberspace against us putin has used it for disinformation and to interfere in our elections now we're turning the tables on him and using it to gain access to his very own disgruntled officers and i find that to be uh, an excellent use of uh, of cyberspace that guy who sounded like a second tier cable host for a local show that features infomercial Interviews with aluminum siding companies. Walk-in um, tubs. Was, <laughs> he did have a bit of a walk-in tub salesman. Well, that, bad that, care. that was actually uh, Dan Hoffman, former CIA station chief in Moscow. Oh. So uh, he knows what he's talking about. How Final cool club. a job would that be to be the CIA Ooh. station chief in Moscow? But that's interesting. Man, you'd be on your toes. Yeah. Well, now There's no, like, Fridays fun. where you slack off or anything mm-hmm. like that. Dmitry Alperovitch, author of World on the Brink, was born in Russia before the Soviet Union collapsed. But I have a feeling that right now is really the golden age for Western intelligence to recruit assets inside Russia. Last summer, CIA Director Bill Burns agreed. I think Putin is already a little bit uneasy um, as he looks over his shoulder. I think that's true in the debate that goes on within the Russian elite right now. And so it would be crazy for us not to take advantage of what is, in effect, a once-in-a-generation opportunity. God, we got to be working as hard as possible, us and a bunch of our allies, to get Putin killed, aren't we? Aren't we just looking for anybody we could somehow? Mm, I don't know about that. I you think don't think? Thwarting his plans. You'd be careful wishing for instability. Oh, because uh, who takes over and controls the nuclear arsenal? Could easily be worse. Putin can yeah. be managed. He's evil, but he can be That's managed. That's true. That is true. On this, just because we kind of got into spies and CIA and Russian stuff. Have you ever read Our Man in Havana by Graham Greene? 
I don't think so. Very famous book about spycraft. Graham Greene is a huge deal in England. For whatever reason, he's never been as big in the United States uh, author. And he was actually in intelligence in Great Britain. But it's all about uh, Cold War spying. Uh, Title gives it away. It's a guy in Cuba. And he gets recruited by the Brits to spy. And but it's it's really about what a farce a lot of the spying is and how dumb it all becomes because there's just and I've always wondered about this because there's a lot of you get a spy into the country and they're you know sending back reports of yeah I saw this in the paper where they've increased electric car sales this much you know just lots mm-hmm. of just dumb stuff that, what would they ever possibly do with this information. <laughs> I know there is a lot of that. I've known civilians who are actually involved in intelligence collection, and again, not climbing over, uh, you know, the fences at military installations, but just uh, saying, "Hey, the mayor in this town talks yeah. a lot about how blah blah blah." Um, I just think it's intelligence, it's knowledge, and maybe you're going to need it, maybe you're not. But when you hear that, hey. Uh, the southern part of whatever Portugal is starting to get kind of restive, and we're wondering if this could be a threat. Then you go to your files. Well, what happened a lot in the Cold War, according to Graham Greene, who was in intelligence, and his boss was actually Kim Philby, the uh, most famous spy in the history of the world, um, who was working for the Russians. Uh, 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 what happened a lot is because everything's super secret. You have a bunch of special agents working under you, and of course they have needs financially to be able to do their job. And so you got five spies working for you, and hey, I'm going to need another five hundred dollars. He's got a hot lead, and he's going to he's going to rent a house over by there and start talking to this gardener about whatever. Okay, we'll send you the five hundred dollars a month for. And it's just just people milking the system <laughs> and making lots of money. And I guess that was pretty common during the Cold War. I bet it was on all sides. Yeah, yeah. Because there was just there was no way to prove it or not prove it, really, because it was all super underground. Yeah, yeah. There I was at the beach, and I think I saw a submarine. I probably need a place like at the beach, <laughs> right, exactly, so I can keep an eye out for helicopter. I mean, submarines. Yeah, this this <laughs> restaurant seems to be a hot spot where all the movers oh, and shakers go. And if hearing I'm, a lot of chatter, if yeah. I'm there every night, I can overhear them in the booth. So I'm, uh, uh, I feel they're like mostly I, talking to bar. So if there's kind of a liquor bill, don't worry about it. I feel like I can hear better when I'm eating Kobe beef. So if you could. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really interesting and hilarious book if you ever want to read it. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. It sounds like it. It almost reads like uh, fiction, like a novel. Well, it is. It is a novel. It is fiction. Oh, okay. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, based on his experience. Well, that would explain why it reads that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really ought to be a book reviewer for the New York Times. Oh, my stumbling over my words uh, reminded me. There, uh, we we we've got to. Make sure we share this adequately with the good folks. Michael, the new bad attic F care tape, please. The beer of brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer. In this oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Um, now, clearly, the crowd got that last joke incoherent it was, as it was, but the first two thirds of it were a very old man who cannot speak. He cannot speak coherently. Is that just his teeth? No. It's not? No. No, you keep bringing that up, and I will keep telling you well, no. When I, when I, it's his frontal lobe. When I see him talking, it seems like his teeth are moving around in his mouth. Well, that's part of it, too. But that doesn't cause his... It's a good earth rider, a great light. The beer you eat me to hear, beer, beer, beer. Beer brewed here. It is used to make the brew beer. 
five. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder where. That's not his freaking teeth. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I had one more thing I had to jam into this segment on this topic. What was it going to be? Let me see if I can find it real quick. Stand by, everybody. Um, that means wait a second. Oh, this is slightly business. different. Um, uh, yeah, boy, I don't know. We swore off presidential politics yesterday and didn't do it. One interesting nugget. A lot of polls show that uh, there's a chunk of Republicans, like a quarter to a third, depending on the polls, who say they w- they're voting for Trump, but they will not vote for Trump if he's convicted of a felony. Have you, have you heard those? That's, it gets a fair amount of attention. Yeah, I saw uh, that poll. I was yeah, a little surprised by that. Uh, some commentary on that I think is worth pointing out. And other stuff on the way, stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Of course, at this point, the major major potential independent third-party candidate who is in the race is RFK Jr. And this number of support that he is getting, choice for president in a matchup between RFK Jr., Joe Biden, and Donald Trump. In Quinnipiac University, 27%. In Ipsos, a recent poll among registered voters, 17%. This is the highest percentage of the vote that a named third-party candidate has had this late in the campaign since Ross Perot in 1992. How about that? Now, putting aside how he said 1992, like, you know, DeSoto was still leading (laughs) voyages around the world. 1992 is the way we usually say it, sir. That is really interesting. DeSoto discovered the Mississippi. That's his thing, right? 
I grew up in the age where the most important thing they taught you in grade school was what explorers did. Yes, what they uh, dis- quote-unquote discovered. For some reason. Um, uh, yeah, th- so that's a thing that's been emerging in my mind, uh, presidential election-wise, is because just everybody just, something's got to give. Nobody feels like, nobody wants the Biden-Trump rematch, you mm-hmm. know, and just uh, something's got to give, or is it going to be one of the candidates? Drop out? I, I think the give might be, there's going to be, like, multiple choices, and there might be a couple other people that get serious percentages. I don't think win, but like, you know, knock off big chunks, hmm. like high single digits, low double digits that really change the race. I think that is the most likely something's got to give scenario. Well, so far, it's only JFK Jr. who's got any heft. Right, but you've got the no labels people. I'm sorry, not JFK, RFK Jr. The no labels people that have gotten on the ballots and done all the legwork, they just haven't picked a person yet. Right. You want to hear something outrageous, and we don't really have time to get into the detail about it, but the Democratic Party is working like crazy through means legal and illegal to keep the no-labels people off of the ballots. They are, with brutal just efficiency and utter lack of morality, trying to deny anybody the chance to vote for that. After all, they're mewling and crying about Jim Crow on steroids, you know, reasonable ballot security. They are specifically, and and again, without shame, trying to limit the democratic process. Well, the election's going to be so close that any third person who gets 5% could make all the difference in the world. I don't know which direction. Trends on the person. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this keeps popping up, and I just wanted to address it. For instance, in New Hampshire the other day, nearly half of those who voted in the Republican primary said in an exit poll that they would not consider Trump, uh, would not vote for Trump if he were convicted of a felony. In Iowa, roughly a third of the Republicans who showed up said the same thing, that they would not vote for Trump if they were convicted of a felony. A couple of things on that, and I've listened to various podcasts about it, but I, I agree with this theory, that... One, all polls about that sort of stuff now, who knows what they mean? Because you're you're just as likely to want to be sticking it to the pollster or assuaging your conscience or who knows what. But an honest answer might not be what you get. And then the other thing is, okay, convicted by, you mean you believe it was a legitimate conviction. You're you're in your head like thinking like if he was but you're never he gets convicted of something most of those people are going to say that wasn't real that was a phony this or that and I don't buy it which I might agree too depending I, on the case yeah I agree completely I think that's a meaningless poll result I agree that's just why I wanted to bring it up because I don't think it means anything because it gets thrown up a lot if he's convicted of a felony he'll lose a quarter of his vote no he won't he will not lose a quarter of his vote. And my understanding is it's extraordinarily unlikely that any of this will like uh, be completed between now and November, whenever, uh, first Tuesday. When do we get uh, anyway. the details of the Fannie Willis affair? That's what I want. I want to know what hotel room, how much did they spend, how many whoa, times. Whoa. I want all the details. Wow. Yeah, I did, that got postponed or something, didn't it? The uh, prosecutor in uh, Georgia was carrying on with her boy toy slash highly paid uh, hired gun. Well, it's all the battle over the release and the divorce records, and then it's going to get ugly. And sexy. And everyone knows it. You sound pleased with this. I myself am disgusted. Speaking of disgusting, uh, I was talking earlier about how we've just got to, if you don't have like sophisticated arguments against the mumbo jumbo uh, college social class crap that's being used to win arguments these days, just say, 
I know you're throwing a lot of words at me, but it's evil. I know it's evil when I look at it. This is evil. For instance, this guy I, I mentioned briefly uh, the other day, he went out of town for three weeks. He got his water bill. It was extraordinarily high. He called the water company uh, to shut it off, and they went and said, nope, there's somebody living in your house. We can't. And because he'd been out of town for quite some time, uh, unwanted squatters in New York State become classified as tenants after 30 days and have full rights as tenants, and you can't get rid of them. Now, you can go on and on and on to me about the laws and blah, blah, blah. That's evil. I know it's evil. Instinctively, I know that's wrong. Says the cis white man. (sighs) Boy. Wow, you get into somebody's house for 30 days and you just get to stay there. That's so crazy. I I know. You break into my house, you're a burglar. You break into my house and sleep overnight, you're a tenant. (laughs) What the blank? Evil, call it out. If you miss a segment or an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.